What's up, guys? We are back with the Student Ministries podcast. I don't know what we officially call this thing, but this is episode four with Austin and Chris. Uh, it is, what day is it? It's the 27th. Of January. Of January. January 27th. Yeah. All right. Um, it's kind of been a crazy day. I had the opportunity to preach this morning, so my voice may or may not last for this podcast, but it's good to be back. Um, we've got some special guests with us today. Uh, we'll get to them here in a little bit. But Austin, anything you want to say this morning? Any wisdom you want to expound upon before we start? I'm just having a really good day, having a really good week, and uh, kind of excited to get back in the groove of filming podcasts. or. Recording. I know. We're not filming. We're not, we don't film. Recording podcasts. I'm pretty excited. I, I, though I did think about the other day, like maybe setting a camera up and recording all this, and then we have not only an audio podcast, but a video cast That's even as well. more evidence, though. I'm not sure I'm... <laughs> I'm not sure I want to be famous on the internet for that, too. Right. I, I've been told that I have a great face for radio, so... Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But um, what's going on in student ministry? Student ministry. We uh, we're still mourning the loss of Brandon Lambius. Um, just putting that out there. Like it's still still fresh. That wound is still fresh. So Brandon, but if you're out there, they put a picture of your face on the screen this morning, and I may or may not have had a tear just run, <laughs> run down the side of my face. Yeah, you made the sermon. You know that though. You and I were chatting this morning on text. So uh, thanks for watching. Um, but no, it's it's still weird. Uh, not having him around, like not just me, but you and the students and everybody is just, we're still getting used to that. So, um, so we're actually recording this right before uh, culture shift tonight. And we've got uh, some young adults in their twenties that are coming in to, to talk uh, tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So, um, so that's coming up. I mean, we got that tonight. Um, we might have this like polar vortex this week. That may end up canceling Wednesday night youth group. So just everybody that's listening, as you're aware, um, if you're aware, that's what I was trying to say. If you are aware, uh, when school gets canceled on a Wednesday, we cancel youth group as well. So uh, watch for that on social media. It's supposed to be like negative 50 wind chill. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So they cancel school at negative 20. So I think negative 50 is worse, cool. right? I don't, I'm not really great at math, but I think that's true. So, um, <clears throat> But speaking of cold, we have ice camp coming up. Uh, March 1st through the 3rd, we're still accepting registrations for that, although we are having to make some tough decisions on capacity issues. So that may uh, be shortened. The deadline for registration may be shortened dramatically in the next 24 hours. So if you uh, are too late to register for ice camp, sorry. Um, if there's still space, hopefully there is. Uh, we'll get you going. So get signed up now. Yeah. Now, why are we whispering? Because okay, subliminal messages. Okay, sounds <clears throat> Hey, so uh, Austin, you're working on some service projects. Yes, actually, um, next weekend, Saturday, the second of February, we're getting together. Eighteen was the final count I had. Eighteen volunteers from Great Oaks are going to head down to Lowe's and Fish, and serve through First United Ministries down there. Um, and so that's just a recurring thing that we try to get plugged into. Okay. What is, what is Loves and Fish? Loves For those and that fish, don't know. Loves and Fish is a ministry in uh, downtown Peoria, and they provide meals, clothing, medical services, and um, worship and ministry on okay. sat- like every Saturday from 9 to 9 to 2. And so it gives them a chance to – or gives us a chance to give back to the community. Okay. And so we're taking down 18 like high school and young adults – High school, young adults, um, volunteer leaders, all okay. that. So that is that's happening this time. Um, we'll be putting out. You've obviously missed the registration already if you're not signed up, um, but we'll be putting out 
uh, more word for the next opportunity. Okay. And what are those? Because we've got a couple more, right? Yeah. So the next up after this would be May 11th. We're going to head down to um, Midwest Midwest Food Bank and serve in their ministries. And that we're taking the Peru teams down with. And I think there's going to be roughly 20 students signed up for that plus additional volunteers. Okay. Um, is it, and we're working on one for April, actually. You said the next one's in May, but I think we have one in April. Uh, with um, You're not working on that one, sorry. Um, Metamora Park District. Uh, I think we're going to be doing some trail maintenance at Black oh, Partridge Park. So, excellent. Um, I think we're looking at April 13th for that, but it's weather dependent, and we need to get a hold of PAMBA, Peoria, a Mountain Bikers Association, um, and confirm date for that as well. So, so yeah, we've got some opportunities for students to get plugged into to serving the community. So, thanks. Absolutely. Get plugged in. Um, we also got this thing that happens every year called Winter Jam. Um, it's happening Thursday, February 7th at uh, Peoria Civic Center. It's like multiple bands for like four hours, all Christian bands, $15 at the door. Um, we're not coordinating transportation for it, um, but I've got word that there's some people from Great Oaks and Campus Life and other people that uh, are going to be down there. So if you're looking for a night out in Peoria, um, some great Christian music, that might be something to check out. So uh, check out Winter Jam uh, Tour. Peoria, February 7th. And then I was talking with Justin Rao from Campus Life uh, the other day. Uh, you ski, right, Austin? I Yeah, sometimes. Okay, because I don't. Right. So I snowshoe. Skiing and snowboarding is yeah, skiing, not skiing good bad for me. Knees, yeah, apparently. really bad for knees. So I, I go a little slower pace, <laughs> but I like the outdoors, so I snowshoe. But there is a ski trip coming up that, that Justin Rao is putting together. I'm going to go up to Cascade Ski Resort in Wisconsin. It's a one-day trip up and back. Um, we can uh, get you some information if you're interested in that. Um, send me a text at 309-573-5175 or an email at chris at greatoaks.church, and I will get you connected with Justin if you want to be a part of that high school ski trip. So um, I think that's it. I think that's what we got going on. Um, yeah, that's it. As if that wasn't <laughs> enough in student ministry, right? Um, so today we are joined by a couple of young women, um, who have, uh, recently been on a trip down to Peru. Um, if you remember the reason we started this podcast was to share stories from Peru. Um, not everyone's going to be about it, but today is. And, uh, so we're going to be talking to them about their experiences, uh, that they just got back a couple weeks ago, uh, from a week down in Peru. It was kind of a unique trip, um, a unique opportunity and experience, something different than really what we've ever done in the past. Um, and so we'll be talking with them about that as well. So uh, we are excited to have Jill and Bailey here with us today. Um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves. But before I do, um, they have to, as they introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about yourself, you, maybe your family, um, you know, schooling. I know you're both in, in college right now. Um, and then this morning in the sermon I talked about, I think this is important for our audience to know this, um, I talked about extroverts and introverts, and um, I just think that would be good to add in so that our listening audience knows um, kind of the personality of Jill and Bailey. So uh, who wants to start? I'll start. Um, hey, guys. I'm Jill Johnson. Um, I've been coming to Great Oaks for probably about eight years um, now. Um, I have had the opportunity to meet some amazing people here. Um, I work at OSF Healthcare, um, and I also coach tennis camps during the summer. I enjoy coaching everybody and anyone, really, um, kid-wise. I also um, have one sister um, who's married now. She doesn't live at our house anymore. Um, and then my parents as well. Um, so, yeah, that's all about myself. 
So what I love about Jill, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Um, Jill showed up in our high school youth group um, her senior year of high school. Is that correct? Yes, correct. And what, what year was that? What year did you graduate? 2017. 2000, okay, so 2016-17 school year, Jill and her family start coming to Great Oaks. And I remember they came up to me one Sunday morning, and they're like, Hey, Pastor Chris, tell me a little bit about your high school uh, youth group. Um, do you have any kids from Washington? And I went, no. It is like 99% <laughs> Metamore Redbirds. And one homeschool kid. Um, and so I was like, but we love Panthers. Like, we would love to have some Washington people here. In all honesty, Jill, I didn't think you'd last. I didn't think you'd stick it out because you were the only Panther in the youth group. And But you came and you came back and you came back and you came back. And now you're a leader in our student ministry. You've been on international trips with us. And so it is awesome. I love your story because you're not the typical student. In fact, both of you, and that's what kind of why I threw out the homeschool thing here, neither of you are the typical student that we see um, in our youth ministry, and that could be why you're on the podcast, let's be honest. So you're unique in how you uh, have chosen to follow Jesus and serve him. Um, so, Jill, thank you for that. Uh, Bailey, how about yourself? Uh, oh, wait. Jill, are you an introvert or extrovert? I would consider myself an extrovert. Extrovert. Okay. All right. All right. I am Bailey Kennar. Um, uh, like Chris said, I am homeschooled. Um, my whole school situation is kind of complicated. Um, I'm technically the age of a senior in high school, but I've been going to Illinois Central College for a year and a half now. Um, so my hope is to transfer um, and only have three years left of school when I finish high school. Um, I am definitely not an extrovert. (laughs) (laughs) We're all chuckling at that because we've known (laughs) Bailey for a long time, and she is on the polar extreme of introverts, I would say. Maybe not polar extremes, but you're definitely an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am an introvert. (laughs) Um, I have... Two older sisters. One of them is married, so I have an awesome brother-in-law now, and I also have a little brother. All right, sounds good. And are you able to go on record for where you're going to college after ICC, or no? Um, I mean, you don't. Like, not, you're not committing anything like that. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, you don't I, have to share. I am planning on going to or. Indiana Wesleyan. Indiana Wesleyan, yeah. Yeah, you've been there three times so three far times, yeah. for visits. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it just occurred to me as I was asking you guys to do your introductions that, you know, Jill being Washington, Bailey being a homeschool student, like you are unique in our, our student ministry. And so I love the fact that you guys have found a place that – um, that you feel welcome and that you're you're invited to be into, even though you're not a red bird and you know all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so thank you. I'm, I'm glad you guys are part of our student ministry. So, um, so they went um, with us to Peru, um, but this was not Jill's first time uh, going to Peru. So, Jill, why don't you start and tell us about your first experience with Peru? Um, just kind of high level. We don't need you know. Day by day account. So, okay. yeah. Um, so my first year I went to Peru. Actually, Chris came and Brandon actually came as well. Um, we had a team of high school students, um, as well, and a co- 
actually me, myself, as being the only college student going. Um, so we did a lot of work projects. Um, we also hung out at the orphanage with the kids. Um, so one of the things we did throughout the week was, like, trim hedges um, oh, on the fence the line. hedges. <laughs> and Chris definitely cannot trim hedges <laughs> at all. He's really bad at it. So we'll just put it out there about the, Chris. I mean, really the bad. handyman stigma lives up. <laughs> The lack of being. I might have wanted to get done with it quicker than it should have. Sure. And sure. they were sloped. Um, they weren't level. And so we had to redo it all. Quantity over quality there? Yes. On, on the history. Efficiency. Speed, yeah, speed over quality. Definitely. Sure. There was also uh, parts of the trip that we um, um, trimmed off some, le- um, what are they called? Tree branches off of trees. Oh, in the um, orchard? In the orchard yeah, part yeah. Um, with a little occurrence of some bees stinging some people. Mm. Um, and then we also did paint a tree house and some tires for plants um, that we planted. Um, we also did crafts, games with the kids at the orphanage. Um, and we were able to hang out with the missionaries' families as well at the tech home where we were staying at. Um, and this is in Pucallpa. Yes, correct. Okay, so we went Pucalpa. to Lima and then we went to Pucallpa for mm-hmm. a week. And that was only seven days. Correct. Yes. Now you went a second year, right? Yes. The next year after that, yes. and that was, that trip was a little bit different. It was a little bit longer. Um, and uh, talk to us about that trip. Yeah. So the second trip um, was kind of the same thing, just went a little bit longer. Um, Brandon was leading us on that trip. Um, we went down to Pucallpa first and did some more work projects, built them some new soccer goals because their soccer girls weren't staying up. Um, our sorter did after a while once we got the super glue down. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we hung out with the kids at the orphanage more. Um, we didn't. We did a lot more um, work projects at the tech home, actually, that year. We cleaned out a, what's it called? Tell them, tell them about the shipping container. Like, how Is much stuff, yeah, a shipping okay. container. So we had to clean out a shipping container, um, probably full of. Like, it was, like, 40 foot long, like, yeah. full of boat motors, car parts, old Bibles. Yeah, that's right. You talked about that, because you were on this trip, Lots too. Of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Heavy yeah. stuff as well. Heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we cleaned all that out, washed it off, um, sanded it, and then we painted the outside for them. And now it's turned into like a really good place for them to store things. Um, they're using it a lot more now, is what I've heard. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about the okay. second experience. A lot of teamwork on that trip, yeah. for sure. Yep, a lot of it. And then we went to Lima for two and a half days, I would say. Um, we did some excursions outside in Lima in the tourist area. Um, we were able to go on a bus tour actually and sit on top of it and look at like the city of Lima um, and also go to the Inca market which is where a lot of us like purchased a lot of um, souvenirs and everything to take home okay also we went to the the orphanage in oh, what's the orphanage at the top of the hill oh juniper tree juniper tree yeah. yeah so we went and visited those two orphanages as well and mm-hmm. got to see Brandon's Brandon's child that he sponsors up there yeah, so that was that was pretty powerful, pretty awesome. Nice. Had lunch had lunch with the missionaries and some of the teachers as well. Okay, cool. Yep. And at one point you were talking about doing Jill. You were talking about doing an internship. Yes. Right. And yes. so um, that was in process. And then unfortunately, Kids Alive kind of changed their philosophy on things, and so you didn't have that opportunity. But like Peru has really hit you in a, a special place in your heart. I mean, yes. it hit you hard, right? Yeah. Um, to the point that you were going to do a four week internship down there uh, with that. So, so when the opportunity came up for this trip. Um, you know, what, what was it about this trip that made you say yes? Cause this was, and we're going to get to that in a second, but this trip was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and you knew that going into it very different than what you'd already experienced. Um, so what made you say yes to this trip? 
Well, at first I was thinking about it and, like, thinking about not doing it. Um, so the reason being was because the internship was still on the table. Um, so I was thinking about possibly possibly not going on this one. That was in January just now. Um, but then I realized that I can do the one in January and, like, still go and everything and, like, be with the missionary families instead um, of having the opportunity to go to the orphanage. I would still really love to do that again. Um, someday, but as of right now, I decided to go on the January trip and um, postpone the internship that I was going to do, just because there's no opportunity to go to Pacapa where I was the last two years this okay. summer. So I decided instead just to go on the January trip and see where it takes me. Okay, so, cool, yeah. good. Um, and Bailey, so this was um, your first international missions trip, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, but you are not a stranger to serving. You've done a lot of serving domestically, and especially in the Peoria area, um, because I know that um, there's a local mission experience um, in Peoria that you've been involved in for a number of years um, in middle school and high school. Can you talk to us a little bit about Mission Peoria? Yeah, um, so Mission Peoria is with the Dream Center in Peoria, um, which is 15 minutes away from home. Um, so it's super cool to just be able to serve within your, I mean, your hometown, basically. Um, but, yeah, so Mission Peoria, basically what they do is we'll have some service projects around Peoria and um, just kind of help out the community. So last time um, I went to Mission Peoria, I was at Taft Homes scraping fences and repainting and Um, and then in the afternoon, we'll do something kind of like a VBS type thing for, um, the kids in Peoria. And it's just been an awesome eye-opening experience being 15 minutes away from home where there's so much, like, so much need, so much need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like, you don't really think about it because here in Metamora, like there's not, it's not apparent and you don't really think about, well, across the river like there's people living in poverty there's people that need to hear about christ yeah yeah i mean we have some incredible um organizations gospel-centered organizations in the peoria area uh, that are serving um the poor and the impoverished and um those who just need that that helping hand i mean dream center uh, peoria rescue mission south side I mean, there, there's yeah. a number of others that that I could think about, but Mission Peoria um, is, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, Mission Peoria is essentially a, a week-long missions trip, because um, mm-hmm. you, you stay at Dream Center or Riverside Church, right? I mean, you're there, yeah. you, you don't come home every night, is yeah. what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? So, and there's like, every night you have a concert or worship service or yeah. speaker or something like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so... When we get done with our day, like, serving and um, hanging out with the kids in Peoria, um, we'll go back to uh, the, the Dream Center, Riverside, um, and then they'll have a worship service for us at in the evening. Um, and that's actually open to the public, so it's kind of cool. Um, they have... Uh, just a band that they put together from Riverside and it's super powerful worship um, just when it's super cool because um, it's just a community of students gathered together and like just worshiping with everything that they got and it's 
awesome and there's just like tons of prayer going on during the worship and it's super powerful um so if you ever get a chance to go um like i said they are open to the public super awesome nights of worship and yeah yeah is this like any is this basically just students getting together from the area and then serving alongside um students from the dream center as well or is it explain that so it's um the worship services? No, no, no. Like the whole week. The whole, the whole week. Yeah. So um, most of the students that come together are from the Peoria area. So like churches around Peoria. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, many, how many people are we talking? Oh, man. Like roughly. <laughs> just, just roughly. What would you say? How many students are involved in this? Hundreds? I would say so. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Austin. If you're if you're not familiar with it, it would be a really cool experience later this summer because um, it's like late July, early August, yeah, something like that. The last week of July. Okay. All right. Um, so we we need to go down and experience. Excellent. So. And and the reason I I wanted to put that in there um, in the podcast today was you know we we're talking about this international missions thing that we're doing in Peru. But we don't ever want to overlook the fact that, that we serve locally as well because there is great need locally um, in our own hometowns. Absolutely. And so we're, we're not, as a church, as a youth ministry, we're not all about the, the you know, big, awesome international trips. You don't have trips. to go to Right, and you don't have to go to Peru to 28 serve. 28 hours away, right? No, no. To serve. Well, you can serve right across the river. You can serve right here. Yeah, or you can serve in Germantown. In Germantown. I, Bailey, I like one of the things you said earlier was, the need in in Metamora is not as apparent, mm-hmm. um, but kind of what went still unsaid there. with that was their need yeah. is still there. Yeah. You just have to look a little harder for mm-hmm. it, right? Um, we tend to mask maybe our need um, in this area, if we will. Maybe that's yeah. not being a conversation for another day, but um, but yeah, I don't know if if everybody who's listening to this understands that that the South Side of Peoria is one of the lowest poverty rates zip codes in the United States. Um, and it's literally 15 minutes from our church. And so I love the fact that, that Great Oaks, um, as a church as a whole through Kingdom Builders, is partnering with organizations that are working down there. We've sent people down there uh, to serve. We give financially. And then our student ministry gets plugged in as well. So um, I just want to make sure our listeners kind of understood that nature um, of our student ministry uh, in the church as a whole. So. So, Jill Bailey, um, let's talk about this most recent trip to Peru um, that you both went on. So, Jill, your third trip to Peru, Bailey, your first. But as we kind of already hinted at, um, this trip was very different from past trips. Why was this trip different than what we've done before? Um, so, for me, with the two past experiences, um, so when we were there, the past two experiences, we were able to go to the orphanage. Um, and see the kids. Um, so this time it was a little bit different when we were going to Lima. Um, so we were actually not at the orphanage um, this time, but we were with the missionary families, um, just kind of throwing like a little VBS kind of for the kids, I would say. Um, so it was kind of more times with the missionaries' kids and um, time to reflect with them um, upon their life and help them in any way possible that we could um, with their next few steps into um, the missionary field as well with a few new families coming into um, the Bukalpa region okay. um, and going into the tech home as well. So just kind of seeing them through and asking them how they're doing and um, some other things like that. Yeah. So so let me make sure that, that I understand and that our audience understands. So this was a retreat mm-hmm. for the missionaries who work with Kids Alive. Yes. 
Um, so it was just them and their families. Correct. Uh, what what countries were represented by these missionaries? Do you do you guys remember? So one family was coming from like what countries? Like like their family of origin. Like before okay. they became missionaries, what what would what would they say is their home country? Um, well, the one family that was coming in now, um, they were in Brazil for quite a while. Um, okay. I don't know this. That's the only one I know. Yeah. Okay. okay. So they were the, really the only ones that like, like were coming from anywhere. Okay. I feel like they okay. lived in Bacapa for two years now. Um, mm-hmm. Previous to that, they lived in Brazil for ten years, I think. Okay. Um, and then they were in Bacapa two years, and now they're going into the tech home okay. in Bacapa. Okay. Um, I, I just want to make sure that our our listening audience understands. Um, you know, one of the things about missions trips when we go to Peru is we're going down to a place where Spanish is the primary language, right? Um, you guys didn't have that hurdle this week because this was with the, with the missionaries' kids. Their native language is English. The missionaries' native language is English. And um, we've had you know people from um, United States, Canada, uh, Great Britain, um, all of those that were part of the missionary families before. And so I'm just, I'm just painting a picture for our listening audience to understand who you're hanging out with. Um, this week. So talk to me about why do the missionaries need this week together? Because they do this every year. So what's the benefit for them of this time together? Yeah, so um, I think, and obviously I don't, (laughs) I'm not a missionary family, so I don't know, but um, from what they were saying, I mean, it's obviously hard being a missionary and burnout is very, very real to them. Um, so this week was just really um, for them to get revived and f- spiritually filled okay. so that they can go back into their mission field and um, just be as effective as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, Kids Alive has undergone a number of transitions lately. Um, and so this this week was needed for the team to come together, kind of heal a little bit from those transitions, but also welcome in new people, Jill, as you already mentioned. Um, so it's a time of, of refilling, refueling, refreshing, um, but then also time to pray together and kind of dream about the future and, and make some plans about the future. But it's time away from the ministry uh, for them. But very intentional time. It wasn't vacation. Um, they had very intentional purposes on, on what they were doing there. Um, and so we were asked as a church to send a team down uh, to help with the missionaries' kids. Um, and the reason for that, I mean, just if you're a parent, you understand it's hard to focus on some really in-depth, you know, <laughs> private, personal things when you have kids running around all the time, right? We love our kids, but every now and again, we need somebody to take our kids away so that we can go into the, this, this extended time with God. Um, and so you guys, um, you know, some people would say you're glorified babysitters, but you weren't. Um, you were running a vacation Bible school that lasted like six to eight hours of ministry a day um, with these kids. Um, so talk to us about some of the things. I mean, yes, there was fun, obviously. Um, it wasn't six to eight hours of classroom instruction or anything like that. But, um, but you were ministering to the missionaries' kids as well, anywhere from six to eight hours a day. So what were some of the things that you guys did with the missionaries' kids? Um, Yeah, so throughout the day, so we had them in the morning from around like 8.30 to 12.30, I would say. Um, So in the morning, we did a lot of things um, out on the beach, down by the 
poolside with them. Um, we did. Hold up, because <laughs> I, I think this is the point where we have to reiterate: this wasn't a vacation, but you just heard beach and poolside. So yes, let's clarify: um, this retreat was held at a resort, uh, but don't think like the, the resort you're picturing in your head. Um, but it was a nice place to stay, and you know what though? That's a huge blessing to missionaries. Um, these guys live in really tough conditions constantly on, on the front lines of ministry and thank God that, that kids alive and churches like ours can come alongside them, bless them with a great place to stay for a week to just be refilled, refueled. Right. So, so yeah, so you're going to hear beach and pool, but I just got to make sure we clarify that. Like this was a huge blessing for the missionaries. So, I mean, we have, we have a pool party in the summertime for culture shift. And like, so this just proves that you can have a like poolside ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you got the kids. Take them to the beach, take them to the pool side. What else do you guys do? Yeah, so um, on the beach, most times we did a lot of games. Um, we did Beach Olympics one of the days, so like they did relays and everything. Um, we kind of tried to start out. We learned after the first day that a lot of like we had to get their like um, focus on us for a little bit um, for the lesson time. Um, starting out, um, we didn't start with games, um, so it was kind of hard to get their focus and attention, um, especially the first day. Um, so instead, we decided throughout the rest of the week we would do a game first, um, start with a game, like having fun and everything. So we did Beach Olympics, um, Telephone Pictionary. Um, what else did we do? We did... I mean, we just let them kind of run around and hang out. And yeah. Hang out. How do you think your coaching background helped you? Were you kind of like in your element in that? Who oh. leading, Good like question. Leading, like leading kids in games and, you know kind of coupling that with scripture? I would say yes and no. Um, so actually Mike was the one who ran the um, Beach Olympics, who was also another um, adult that came along with our trip. Um, but it was fun to see the kids, like, in that element and everything because, like, that's something I'm passionate about is coaching others. Um, so it was fun to see that and everything, that they were just having fun playing games and everything on the beach um, as well as, like, Making up like random stories throughout telephone pictionary, <laughs> um, drawing pictures, writing some funny scripture parts down. Um, so that was fun. Um, That's awesome when you can connect when you can connect your passion of like coaching or serving with with your mission. Like yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah. Want to take it away with the craft part? I mean, we did craft. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not sure what else to say there. Yeah. We did crafts. crafts. Um, yeah, and then you guys did lessons as well, and you had yeah. some um, scripture memorization, if I understand correctly. So I wasn't on the trip. Austin wasn't on the trip. So we're, we've heard stories, but, you know, we weren't there firsthand. So. What's the age group that you're working with? Yeah, good question. So there were two age groups, I guess. Um, so there were little ones. There were three little ones. Um, five, five was the youngest, I think. And then six, 16 was the oldest. 16 months old, yeah. But we okay. split them in two different groups. So I think we had nine and up. Okay. Yeah. So we had nine to 16. Um, we had seven kids. In the older group? Yes. Yeah. And then three kids in the younger group. Okay. Do you um, have any, like, interesting conversations? Like, hey, what's it like to be a missionary's kid? Like, or, like, what's oh, yeah. it like to oh, grow yeah. up in? Yeah. yeah Tell me, had... like, one story from that. Yeah, I think that was probably my favorite part, actually. Um, was just getting to talk with different kids about their, I mean, experience as, like, in being a missionary kid. Like, it's something that we don't think about. 
um, we think of the missionaries, the, the adults that are in it. Um, but if they have families, then there's also kids with that. So, um, but yeah, they were just talking to us about like the different struggles. Um, there's a lot of goodbyes, a lot of, um, changes that come with being a missionary kid. And I think that's something that's overlooked so often. And there's so much support for, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of support for the adults, but then a lot of times, like, the kids don't really get to share their perspective. Um, so that was, that was really, like, I had a lot of good conversations with some of the older kids specifically, just, like, tell me what it's like, you know, because I'm coming from a family where, I mean, I don't know, that's, that's, I don't, I've never moved in my life, and I haven't had to say very many goodbyes to people that um, mean a lot to me, and everyone that's around me speaks my language, like... Voluntarily lived in poverty, you know, been surrounded by people who are always struggling with something and having Mm -hmm. to carry that emotional baggage, right, or try and help help carry that burden and solve through those problems, like, that's huge. But what was really um, interesting to me was that they would get done telling me all this, you know, stuff that was challenging for them. And then I'd ask them if they would, you know, grow up and want to be a missionary themselves. And every single one of them said, yeah. Wow. Dang. Love it. And you had on your team. So we handpicked this team, this team, this Uh, team kind of flew under the radar. We didn't advertise it. We didn't put it out there that we're taking applications um, because it was a a quick turnaround from the time that we learned about it until the time we needed to send a team. And so we were very intentional with who we reached out to and invited onto the team. And so you two were part of that, but then there were other people as well. And, and um, just talk to me about uh, who else went on the trip just real quickly, like no stories or anything like that, but just talk to us about who else went on the trip. There is one person I want to Build off of what you just shared. I want to talk about her specifically, um, but I don't want to rush into that before we talk about the whole team. So talk talk to me about everybody else who went on the trip. Yeah, I mean, it was me, Bailey, obviously. Um, and then it was Mike and Corey Baker. Um, and then Angie Powers and Julia Springer. Chelsea Gorman. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I remember the last one. And? Probably, I don't know. Oh, Fabiano. 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 Can't forget about Pastor Fabiano. Sorry, bro. Um, So Julia went, she'd been down there before a couple times. Uh, Mike and Corey had not um, ever been to Peru, but um, they'd been to Africa uh, on a missions trip. Fabiano had been down uh, to Peru last year, uh, so he had that experience. Um, was that everybody except for Angie? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Chelsea. 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 Chelsea's been to Peru. Uh, this was her third time, uh, going out to Peru as well. So similar to Jill. Um, but then there was Angie. Uh, so people probably don't know Angie. She's a local realtor. Uh, maybe you've seen, you know, some signs around town or you've seen her social media feed. Um, but Angie is, um, a woman who grew up as a missionary's kid. Uh, grew up in Africa in uh, Johannesburg and another outlying community out there. 
Um, what's interesting about her, um, when we put this team together, knowing we were working with missionaries and missionaries' kids, and we started looking at the landscape of Great Oaks, we knew Angie's story. And so we, we, Dan, Pastor Dan and I had really hoped that she would say yes. And so we called her and we said, hey, would you be interested in going on a, on a missions trip where we serve missionaries and their kids? She immediately said yes. And she went on to tell us that she had been praying for months about God had just been putting in her heart that she needed to use her childhood as a missionary's kid somehow, some way, in some very tangible ministry. Didn't really know what that meant and what that looked like, but had been praying for months for that. And then she gets the call from us, and she's like, boom, here we go. Um, and so I was excited. Everybody that's listening to this, everybody that went on the trip, I love that you went on the trip. Um, but there was something unique, I think, that Angie, being a missionary's kid, brought to that that experience. And so Jill and Bailey, what what did you see in her or through her um, because of her background that impacted the kids or that the kids impacted her? Yeah, um, so I would say Andrew showed a lot of emotion that week, um, I will say, um, just taking her back to like that um, previous life that she had um, living as a missionary's kid as well, and saying goodbyes and everything, and she um, actually shared um, her story with the kids one of her, when she had her day of teaching um, with her lesson. Okay. Um, she actually shared that experience of her being a missionary kid, and I feel like throughout the week, um, a lot of the kids really connected with her and talked to her um, and, like, asked her, like, questions and over and over and over, like, different questions, um, and asked her just to share with them and everything, which she did, um, which I think the kids were grateful for because, like, hearing from other missionary kids and like now them being adults, um, being able to share, um, her experience that she had with the kids that are now in that missionary kid role, mm-hmm. um, which I think was very powerful for each of the kids yeah. was to hear her story as well. Yeah. So. Bailey, anything you'd add to that? Yeah, it was just really, I mean, I'd echo what Joe just said, but really cool just to see how she related to the kids and, um, I don't know. I think if I were in the kid's position, it would be really encouraging um, to see someone who's kind of on the other side of it, um, who's who's been there, who's done that, and you know, is can look back now and be grateful for the opportunities that she's had as a missionary's kid, um, but also understands the the hardships that come with that. Yeah. So it's cool to see how she related with them and they related with her and yeah Yeah. I I think it's the the broader lesson here for me as a pastor is this is just a perfect illustration of how God can use your past experiences good and bad um, to minister to people right and so you know think about uh, somebody who just got diagnosed with cancer Uh, who's the best person to talk to them uh, about what they're going through a cancer survivor right? Um, have a, a kid whose parents are going through a divorce. Um, who's the best person to talk to them? Somebody whose parents have gone through a divorce, right? Um, they've experienced that. And so we see that in scripture that, that God wants to use our experiences, good, bad, indifferent, everything. God wants to use that. If we're willing to kind of hold our hands out open-handed and say, God, use my life, whatever has happened to me, whatever I've done, wherever I've been, use me in greater ways to bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus. And that's what I love about, you know, this story, particularly with Angie. Um, and I can only imagine 
Um, you know, like I, I, I remember that feeling going back to my, my grade school and walking in and going, oh, wow, I remember these hallways. I remember this classroom, right? <laughs> but to, to be raised in another country and then to come and live in the United States, raise your family in the United States and have an opportunity now to go back to another country and to talk to kids who have almost the same um, childhood experience that you had years ago. Like, man, that had to be powerful. So maybe we'll have to get Angie on here sometime and talk about that. I love it. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So um, I, I, I really just have one more question. Um, and this, this might be um, challenging and obvious. It's, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know the right terminology. But, um, so this was a unique trip, um, not your typical missions trip. Um, it's something the missionaries do every year and we could be asked to do this again in another year or two. Right. Um, what do you say to somebody who looks at this trip and says, we just sent you guys down to babysit kids. How do you respond to that? (laughs) See, this is a challenging question. (laughs) Yeah. So it's definitely something that I've thought through and struggled with because on the outside it doesn't it isn't your typical missions trip I mean you're not you don't go down there and pick up a shovel or whatever and do hard labor like you're in a resort hanging out with kids (laughs) like it doesn't seem like the typical missions trip and that's something that I struggled with all week when um, we were down there is like okay like am I doing anything or am I just like babysitting and it, I I struggled with that because I like being very hands-on and serving people um in that way but that's not at all what it was about so yeah I struggle with when people ask me like like what did you do or how is that a missions trip? I don't really know how to respond. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, before you, before, no, yeah, go, before yeah, you yeah, share yeah, your yeah, thoughts, because yeah. you have your thoughts and I have mine. Yeah. Um, I want to hear Bayla, or Jill's response to this. Yeah. So um, throughout the week, kind of like, like she said, it's not your typical missions trip. Um, but I would say throughout the week, we were watching the kids um, a lot, most of the day, actually. Um, but I would say a lot of it was serving them in a way that, like, they need. Like, um, just being there, like, if they want to have a conversation with you, like, they can have that conversation with you. Like, you can be there to be, like, their guiding hand. Um, just be there for them, like, to talk to you if they need to open up about anything. Um, like, for the older kids, I feel like they were really, like, um, intrigued on, like, wanting to talk to us because we're in, like, that same position as they are right now. Um, so like with school and everything, um, the older kids are in that, um, school process of going into like the higher up, um, degrees and that, like getting, going into college and stuff, going into high school, um, like classes. Um, so they were able to like connect with us a lot more. Um, but also like being there, like to have fun with them. Like they enjoyed like at night. So after dinner, um, so it was around seven to like 10 o'clock, 1030, um, we would just go up to our place and play card games all night. Uh, we would play, like, Wig Out, Spoons, um, Skippo, um, Slapjack, 
anything like that, and they would just enjoy that time. I mean, we probably woke up the whole resort because we were all screaming. Um, <laughs> I lost we'll my voice halfway throughout the week. We'll blame it on Fabiano. Though. There we go. <laughs> yep. There we go. Um, oh, yeah, that part, too. Um, <laughs> but that was a fun part for them. They loved coming up there at night. Um, when their parents came to pick them up, they didn't want to leave. They mm-hmm. didn't want to go back to where um, to their apartment and sleep that night. They would rather stay there until midnight after midnight and just keep doing what we were doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of like a good thing for us to know as like we were there serving them and knowing that they didn't want to leave mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I, when I first got the call from Kids Alive and they said, you know, can you, can you send a team down? Um, immediately I said yes. I, I knew it was going to be different, right? Um, but immediately I said yes because I've been around enough missionaries through the years that I understand that serving a missionary um, is meeting their needs, not my needs, right? And so, Bailey, I appreciate your transparency of saying you, you struggled with that because I, I feel like I probably would have too um, because every other mission trip I've gone on has been that hard manual labor. We're mixing concrete. We're building something. We're digging stuff. We're cutting trees. We're cleaning out you know, uh, shipping containers, all this kind of stuff. And this trip felt very different. And so I can only imagine the struggle that you guys had in reconciling what your kind of um, U.S. understanding of missions trips is. And I say U.S. only because we're U.S. citizens, right? So I'm willing to speak for our country. Um, but what, what we have all interpreted mission trips to be as opposed to allowing missionaries to define what their greatest need is and allow us to meet that need. And I think that's the tension in this trip. And I think it's a tension that we'll continue to face, even though we understand this is what they want and need. Um, I think future teams, if we're asked to do this again, will still struggle with this as well. And so Mm -hmm. I love the conversation we're having because it's going to prepare those people um, in advance of this experience. Because this is the first time Great Oaks has has done a trip like this, of this sort. We've never done anything like this. And so I was really curious to get your your take on that. So, Austin, you you were going to say something. I just think that this, the same way that we seek to spend like good quality time with with kids within within culture shift even right mm-hmm. we go to a miracle camp we take high school students and that gives us us as student leaders like forty eight hours of right. like a very accelerated access into that child's life right yeah. and you can really start to dig into some some important things and you know and maybe it's just being a friend maybe it's you know, being somewhat of a counselor, maybe it's, you know, helping them work through something in their faith. Um, but this is, this proves to me that, you know, you guys had twice, literally twice the time each day with missionaries' children. And, you know, you're uplifting them and you're pouring into them literally twice or in, in twice the quantity that we had in Pucalpa, right? And so I think that in and of itself is you know, what elevates you guys from a glorified babysitter to, you know, to a missionary, right? Like this is mission work, right? It is a critical part of the bigger picture. And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's all I got. Sorry. No, that's good. That was my, that was my one good one for the day. That's good. <laughs> what, you, what you didn't just see was the fist bump. So, um, 
Well, Jill Bailey, thank you guys uh, very much for coming on. Um, Jill is an extrovert. I'm sure this wasn't a struggle. Bailey is an introvert. Thank you for um, <laughs> opening up and sharing with us. Um, this this whole introvert extrovert thing, like I said earlier, has been an ongoing conversation all day today. Um, and uh, no, I just I just appreciate both of you guys um, coming in, recording this podcast with us, and sharing your stories with our our broader listening audience. So. Um, I think that's all we've got for today. So we've got to go get ready for high school youth group. It's happening in like an hour. Um, we've got to go set up nine square and basketball and all this kind of stuff and prep our speakers for tonight and get them all squared away. So looking forward to a great night with high school students. But uh, we will be back here in um, a week or two with our next podcast. Um, I feel I'm like a, I say this every I'm time. A, oh, I'm going to hold you to that this time. I know. I feel like I say this all the time. I don't know what we're doing next, um, but we will have a podcast. God so, will provide. God will provide. Um, there's there's a story to tell out there. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for the feedback as well. We've been getting some very positive feedback. Um, uh, just appreciation for kind of hearing the longer stories that, um, of people that they see and interact with on a regular basis, uh, but maybe don't know their background stories. So thanks for listening. Uh, keep tuning in. See you guys later. Bye.